got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and I am so happy to be back. Guys, just got back from the North American Bitcoin Conference. Today, we are going to be bringing you the Thursday episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. We have so much to cover in today's video. Not only are we going to be doing our normal Bitcoin technical analysis, we're going to be looking at the altcoins. We're going to be looking at a ton of news and on-chain metrics that Kelly is going to be bringing you. And you're also going to hear a little bit about my experience down in Miami over the last few days because I met about 300 of you guys, had a freaking awesome time absolutely enjoyable, pleasurable, and fulfilling to meet all of you guys. Really looking forward to today's show and really looking forward to bringing you some more price updates on your favorite cryptocurrency markets. I am joined as always by T.A. Tim himself, who hosted the last three days. How you doing, Tim? What is up, everybody? Look, I've got another light today. I, you know, this, I'm moving up in the world. Dang. You, know? you are moving Two up in the lights. world, Tim. We're just slowly adding to your lights. It's, yeah, you, know, uh, you take you take the small victories. Lights, camera, now and we just need that's what keeps you going. You there know? you go. Well, we're also joined as always by Smay, who has been absolutely killing it the last couple of days. How you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, you know. Also, guys, let me know how the audio's in chat because I'm 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 sensing some uh, weird finicky stuff on my end. So just uh, let me know if the audio sounds good to you guys. If it's a little quiet, a little loud, let me know. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm really good. I want to take this opportunity to just go ahead and start shout out some members in the chat. We have Mike Markle, Matt C. Phaedrus, sorry if I butchered that name. Uh, we have the Crypto Couple, Ricardo Vinegas, Eye of the Beholder, uh, Deep Diver, Brad uh, Giedel. I hope I didn't butcher your name either. Tom <laughs> Wilkes and uh, Jeb got to meet you at the conference, so that's really Tom awesome. Wilkes. Tom, Tom Wilkes. And specifically, Tom Wilkes just upgraded to Jebi Grandmaster. Woo! Thank you, Tom. So, Tom Wilkes actually roasted Shannon. For all of our members who yeah. were at the members Q&A a week ago, we told you, if you see Shannon, tell him he needs a new phone. And Tom Wilkes took up the challenge. He was the only member there that did it. We met so many of you guys, but thank you very much to Tom. He understood yeah. the assignment, as the kids would say these days. We're also joined, as Tom always, wins. by Kelly. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I just, you know, waking up with uh, this kind of news, with uh, the bulls starting to fight back, uh, you know, with the smart money buying these, these huge buys. We got a lot to go into today. We got incredible on-chain metrics and some just a lot of just great news that are that's underpinning and starting to to, to inject the market with uh, some of the, the beginning of the things that we need to see to really get this trend reversal that we've all been waiting for forever. But patience pays off and it is a virtue. So let's see what we can do today. And uh, we got a lot of info to share. I'm just happy to be here. And I'm happy you're back. So happy that you're here, Kelly. Well, guys, remember, patience is built when patience is tested. And I'm sure your patience has been tested with this market over the last month or so. But in this stream, hopefully it won't be because we're going to be looking at Link. And then we're also going to be looking at, shh, it's a secret. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just kidding. The project is called Secret. And then we're going to be jumping into some Bitcoin TA. Then we're going to be doing some on-chain and market headlines, just as he said, looking at Ethereum. And then we got a bunch of discussion items that we're going to go into. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how the conference went. A lot of great stuff coming up in today's show. But before we jump into it, I want to actually let you know that today's show is brought to you by a friend of mine, Lorenzo Tax. I actually just spent the last four days with the man himself, Lorenzo, and I actually got to witness several of our subscribers walk up to him and say, Lorenzo, thank you so much for your services. You have been so very helpful in helping me on my tax journey. I actually had the pleasure of watching some of his customers that we sent him come up to him and tell me how thankful they are that I sent them to him. 
Does that make sense? Lorenzo is a crypto CPA. He is one of the not, he's one of the only crypto CPAs I can think of. He's a great man, and he has helped literally dozens of our students and our viewers to understand how cryptocurrency taxes work. I can attest to him. I spent literally the last four days with him, pretty much all day. Went out to dinner with him at a place called Friends, and we went to a barbecue place on Tuesday night. Spent a lot of time with him. Got to meet him. I already knew him over Zoom and everything, but I got to spend time with him. He's a good guy. Really knows what he's talking about. Told a bunch of people, "Hey, my CPA is here." I can't answer that, but I'll talk to him. Gave a bunch of people some actual financial advice, and he's very good at what he does. So make sure to check the link down below. You can schedule a consultation with him if you have any questions on taxes. Tax season is coming up, and you want to make sure that you are in full compliance and that you're paying the least possible, doing it legally. He can help you with that. He's a very smart guy. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and jump into the market pulse. Let's go ahead and do it. Over the last couple of days, Bitcoin has done nothing. So I didn't miss a whole lot other than Tim absolutely carrying the show. Thank you, my friend, for just dominating the last three days. By the way, how was it? I don't, you've never hosted the show three days in a row. How'd it go? Listen, it was a blast. Okay. I was going to start there. It was fun. You know, I used to say I preferred being in this chair. It's a fun seat. I'm very glad Jeff is back. It is exhausting. I cannot tell you the conversation I had with Taylor. Every single morning, my voice came back, but every night, my voice was like, all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. It, it's, a, it's a load to carry on the old vocal no. cords, you know? No, we were at the conference. We were at the conference, and uh, we, went to a, we went to a networking event at the on Sunday, and I actually got to meet a ton of you guys. I met uh, some people from Cointelegraph, met a bunch of fans, met some miners, met a guy from Binance US uh, named Ben, met a ton of people, and when we left, Grant Greg, Shannon, and Zach, all three of them were like, ah, I can't speak. And I was like, I'm totally fine. I'm good. I mean, I, that, we do this all the time. So we were there for three hours talking. It was so much fun, guys. We're going to talk about it a little bit more later. I just cannot wait to share the awesome experience and all the people that I met. We'll get to that. Bitcoin right now is at $42,650, right where I left it. Thank you so much for putting it back where you found it, everybody. You left it right where I found it before I left. Ethereum sitting at $3,200. Tether's at $1. That's never happened before. Binance Coin sitting at $468. USD Coin jumped above. Of Cardano. I don't believe USD coin was number five when I left, so you guys didn't quite put it back where you found it. Cardano sitting at $1.40, Solana at $140. If we look at some of our biggest gainers and losers, we're going to see that we're still seeing uh, that coin market cap change this. I don't, Tim, did you find a way to actually look at only the top 100 when you're looking at biggest gainers and losers? Or are you just going on CoinGecko? CoinGecko. Coin yeah. CoinGecko is a good site. We might look at that later. But I also want to show you just scrolling down through here on this side. You can see FTX tokens up about 6%. Uh, Filecoin's doing well. Actually, I want to see how Phantom's doing because one of the interviews we got, by the way, I, got, I interviewed 13 people. I interviewed people from Merkle Science, I interviewed two of the people from the crypto banter team. And I also interviewed Michael Kong. CEO of Phantom, so I got a bunch of good uh, answers out of him. Phantom sending it $2.96. Uh, $2 I'd love to look at that project a little bit later. The man himself, love him. Super humble. You're going to see that interview. You're not going to want to miss that. So if you're in Phantom, you're, I, got a, I got a video you need to see. It'll be coming out in the next week or two. Anyway, what we're going to do now is we're actually going to jump into our altcoin updates, and we're going to take a look at Link. Chainlink is a project that you guys know I invested in a while ago. It is what is known as an oracle, and it does help to bring in data off-chain to the on-chain, especially pricing data, because if you are an exchange, especially a decentralized exchange, and you're trying to figure out uh, if you're trying to figure out what the price of a cryptocurrency is, then it's going to be kind of difficult to get that price. It's you don't think about this unless you're a blockchain developer. Pulling pricing data from the outside world when you're trying to build a decentralized platform is actually very difficult because who in the decks says, okay, this is reliable data? So that's kind of what Chainlink does, among other things. It helps to bring in all of that. 
But as far as what Link itself is doing, it's currently sitting atop a major uptrending level of support that you can see right here. And it's also sitting below a downtrending level of resistance, as you can see right here. If we look at our one hourly chart, we can actually see that there are some very interesting bottoms happening. And I know you guys want to see what's happening on the short term time frames in case there's any major events going on down here that you might be able to trade. In fact, I would say there is. There's even been some bullish RSI divergence that you can see coming in right here. If we look at the MACD, you can see the MACD has been pushing to the upside as well. So Link actually looks like it is trying to establish some kind of bottom. Tim, I know that you've been looking at Chainlink a little bit recently. Do you have any thoughts on what this market is doing and where it might be going? I, I think Link's in a very good spot right now. And it, 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 you can't see it because you're looking at his chart. I actually had a blue ascending level of support on Link that it bounced just about perfectly off of for if, if you want to draw it right there yeah, for them the anchor points i had were uh, if I'm on the four hourly chart, for example, the 15th of December around 11 o'clock, yep. then it touched right there again the 31st of December around 1500. Mm -hmm. Look where we're bouncing right now. Exactly. So we got uh, a strong I, I love there. what Link's doing. There. But also the other thing is we've talked about how there's RSI divergence. There's actually some bullish RSI divergence coming in on Chainlink here on the bottoms. But at the same time, there is also some bullish MACD divergence. We have lower lows on the MACD, higher lows on price action. We even see a bullish MACD cross coming in on four hourly chart. Chainlink looks like it's in a pretty decent setup on the four hourly chart. Here's my issue with this market, though. If you zoom out, uh, when in doubt, zoom out. And frankly, that expression can be expanded to literally all the time. Zoom out. Just, just zoom out. It's, you're going to be glad you did. Just zoom out, look at the rest of the market, get your perspective. That word perspective is uh, very, very important. If you zoom out on Chainlink, what you're going to find is that it is actually in a much larger symmetrical triangle pattern, even than the smaller symmetrical triangle pattern that it is in down on the four hourly chart. It is currently attempting a bounce around, two, uh, around $21, but there is an argument to be made that it could come down to $18 which would be the bottom of this. Uh, it would be a touch on this longer term uptrend that has been in effect ever since June of 2019. This is a very old chart. Tim, what do you think about that? No, I mean, so this is the reason why you have to be aware of the possibility of that, but in the same breath. So there is two things happening on the larger time frame. First of all, as Jeb mentioned, that massive symmetrical triangle pattern. There's also a trading channel that we did break above, but if you keep talking, looking at points consistently, we're in a trading channel. And look back at the last peak, the last times we touched that, we didn't come all the way back down to the support level of the symmetrical triangle pattern. We stopped right here around $21. There is significance to that flat level of $21 that we've actually used for support one, two, and now this is the third time. I actually think that we don't need to go down to the $18, we absolutely could. However, it looks like we're finding support at 21. We'll rally, and this is a great spot in that big time frame symmetrical triangle pattern to go ahead and break bullish. And symmetrical triangle patterns, not always do they do this, but more often than not, they break in the opposite direction that they entered. We entered from the downside, so therefore we should break to the upside. This might be the chance that that does that on link. We will have to see, though. Well, guys, if you're enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. We got 1,500 people watching, only 324 likes. I know we can get to 700 likes here in the next couple of minutes. We're going to go ahead and jump on to our next project called It's a Secret Secret. Kelly, can you introduce it for us? What is this project and why are we looking at it? Secret is uh, just a great, it's another one of those uh, kind of sleeper uh, blockchain projects, uh, altcoin. Uh, and it's 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 a Def uh, DeFi NFT play that also allows you, hence the name Secret, allows you to uh, mask a bit of the transaction ability on there, uh, making it a little uh, a little bit more secret. Uh, but they they also just got a huge, huge uh, uh, funding round and investment uh, in the last few days. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why they've been uh, having a little bit of uh, 
you know, market uh, speculation the last couple of days with uh, the price sort of moving around a bit. Really nice project. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and take a look at his chart really briefly here. Secret net. Actually, I want to start over here on Coin Market Cap. You can see Secret right here is currently trading at eight dollars sixty cents. And if we look at its last uh, all time, I ju I'm just going to actually look at it here on Coin Market Cap to make it easier. We're just a little bit below all time high at a flat ten dollars. Been around ever since the 2020, uh, the year of 2020, late in 2020, back in October. Kelly, I actually want to really talk about the fundamentals here because I actually interviewed two people. I interviewed Michael Welsh, who is the head of global strategy. Strategy, I believe. No, he's the president of, I forgot what he was, but he works for Merkel Science. He's a C-suite executive. I also talked to Mary Beth Buchanan, who's a global le uh, chief legal officer for Merkel Science. Massive organization that helps to teach different regulators about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and helps to uh, allow for platforms to detect fraudulent activity. I asked both of them about the concept of st of uh, privacy coins because and both of them now Michael Walsh worked uh, Michael Welsh excuse me worked in the FBI for eight years um, Mary Beth Buchanan worked with uh, she was a federal prosecutor she was appointed as the district attorney for Western Pennsylvania for several years by the president himself they both have worked in government and with government for a multitude of years multitude of decades actually and they both pose very big concerns about privacy coins Kelly what would you say to people about privacy coins are they something that we should be investing in while the regulators are saying hey this is an issue because of potential money laundering concerns. Well, that's a great point, and it's a great thing to consider. You know, there's so many things to consider when you're looking at any project, uh, and given the sort of unclear ground, you know, foundation of the crypto market in terms of how the you know various governments of the world uh, are you know, going to be regulating or not going to be, or just how they're considering uh, crypto in general. Uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why like Monero, while it may be a great idea of a project in terms of, and it's nice to have privacy of transactions. Uh, and in all reality, if you think about it with cash, you don't have every transaction, every, every time you hand money to somebody that's sure. quite private, unless it's uh, you know, over $10,000 and you have to do a cash transaction report. But for some reason, uh, governments of the world, uh, they, they, I feel like they're harping on any small thing that they can, yeah. uh, you know, potentially coming in with regulations. And so it is something that I, I think, like, for instance, Secret, I think is a great project. But exactly as you just mentioned, I think the consideration of uh, potential regulation that could come down and, and squash it, uh, maybe not forever, but for a, a good period of time, is something you really need to consider. So it might be something that uh, is something that you do more midterm investment on sure. and, and ride the trend swing uh, versus long term uh, until some of those regulations and how things are going to be regulated become more clear. And it's funny, at the North American Bitcoin conference, Bitcoin actually wasn't the biggest topic. The two biggest topics were regulation and NFTs, yeah. mainly because NFT, uh, NFTs have just exploded in the last year. That one is obvious, but regulatory clarity is a big cons a big topic that was brought up. Actually, I asked Michael Welsh, and you guys will see the whole interview here in a week or two. I asked him, what can governments really do about privacy coins? And, you know, frankly, he didn't really have an answer because there's not really much you can do. Tim, do do you have any thoughts on this whole privacy coin issue? No, not really necessarily, because I want to continue to update my knowledge on that. I do know when it comes to the privacy coins, I can only regurgitate what I've heard other people say. This is a great example of I need to continue to form my own opinion. I have been educated in ways, but I haven't come to a complete concrete thought just yet. There are good arguments to both sides. Good deal, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first discussion and checking in with the chat. We want to read some of your super chats. By the way, if you were at the North American Bitcoin Conference and we got to meet, drop a one in chat. I want to see if there's anybody watching who was at TNABC. It was an absolute joy meeting all of you guys. Of course, we met industry professionals and, and, and stuff that and people that are going to be helpful for building the company. But to be honest with you, if I met no one but fans, that conference was so incredibly amazing. I probably met about 
about 300 of you guys. I'm thinking Raymond and his son Raymond. I met uh, Chris. I met a guy named Guy. I met a dude named George. I met so many people. And it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. We even got some interviews with you guys asking you about what financial sovereignty is. You're going to see all of that content. Anyway, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats. Yeah, we actually have a good amount today. The Super it's Chats. It's so weird being able to hear myself, by the way. Shout out to this new setup that, that Tim and Smay figured out. I can hear myself. Man, it, 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 it was an interesting couple of days in terms of upping the production. Watch over the next couple of weeks, guys. Mm-hmm. Watch some improvements come to the show. Yeah. We figured a lot of stuff the out. The show's in an uptrend, guys. Yeah. It's in an uptrend. Uh, see, Tom Wilkes, so not only did he upgrade his membership today, but he hey. wanted to donate saying, great meeting you guys in Miami. Tom, I didn't Tom, get to meet you, incredible. but I'm sure it was amazing. It was incredible. We met right outside the conference hall. Well, actually, we met multiple times. Um, but yeah, it was so good meeting you, Tom. You're a good guy. Flimmerball said, I knew this morning when I got up, today would be a good day. Been mm-hmm. following for a while now. Appreciate everything you do and entertaining me every afternoon. Greetings from Germany. I was going to say, if he's getting greeted in the afternoon, then it's not in the United States. So uh, shout out to Germany. Greetings from Germany. Shout out to Germany. Thank you very much, Flimmerball. J Best Entertainment said, thank you for all you do. Love from Jacks, Florida. Hey. Thoughts on Litecoin. Ah. Just seems to be a little, seems to be a sleeper. Could it explode later since it's quiet right now? Could it explode? It absolutely could. Will it? Mm, maybe not. The reason that I say that, I, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Litecoin. It was actually the first crypto I ever bought. My first crypto was not Bitcoin. It was actually Litecoin. I bought one quarter of a Litecoin when Litecoin was trading at $41.02 in early August of 2017. And, the, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. That was almost five freaking years ago. That's like a quarter of my life. What in the world? I'm just, My whole life is crypto now, I guess. Anyway, is Litecoin going to explode? It might. It does have a community. The problem with Litecoin is that it's very similar to Bitcoin. It's actually a hard fork of Bitcoin that happened back in, I believe, 2013, I want to say. It's the OG altcoin. Actually, I think it's a little earlier than that when Charlie Lee forked it. The issue with Litecoin is that the two main changes that it did is it uh, one quartered the block time from 10 minutes from Bitcoin to two and a half minutes on Litecoin, and it quadrupled the circulating supply for 21 million to 84 million. Basically, Litecoin was designed to be the gold to Bitcoin silver. That whole narrative has kind of gone out the window now that we have seen digital currencies grow up into a much more mature industry uh, rather than just trying to parrot what gold and silver did. So I don't personally hold a lot of Litecoin because I don't really see the point of it. If you're talking about it being a a cryptocurrency, I think Bitcoin does a better job. Frankly, there are a lot of other currencies that do a better job than Litecoin. And if you're talking about building dApps and DeFi and some of the things that Litecoin is attempting to move in the direction of, there's plenty of platforms that do that better as well. So I'm personally not invested in it anymore. Hmm. Keep going on. We have one from Mojo saying, you need to do... DD on Flux. Web3 project with serious potential. Kadena's Dex will be running on Flux, partnered with NVIDIA recently. Really? DD. Interesting. Yeah. We can look at that. Yeah, guys, th- another thing I just I learned at the at the Bitcoin conference, and after this, we're going to jump straight into our Bitcoin TA, so stay tuned. Something I learned at the Bitcoin conference was how much blockchain gaming has exploded. I mean, I've talked about it before. I've t- I've t- I made a prediction about, three, about a month and a half ago that a uh, blockchain gaming protocol will be in the top 10 by the end of 2020. 22. I'm not talking three years from now. I'm talking this year. We're going to see a top 10 cryptocurrency being in blockchain gaming. I even asked Johnny from the crypto banter team on an interview. Do you believe that 
uh, I'm right on that. Do you think we're going to see a blockchain gaming platform protocol um, move to the top 10? He actually told me about a project. I'm blanking on his name, but it's basically the steam of blockchain gaming. They've got partnerships with a ton of major companies. I do think that we're going to, uh, not engine. It's a smaller one than that. It's not, it's, I want to say it starts with a Q. It's basically the steam of blockchain gaming. You're going to be able to, it's going to be the uh, distribution channel for a lot of blockchain gaming. It's the platform, the underlying infrastructure where the distribution is going to take place. That's a project I'm going to be looking into and I very well may be buying some. And if I do, then I will tell you blockchain gaming has a huge future ahead of it. By the way, guys, if you have not smashed that like button, please do so. It helps to boost this video and this channel in the algorithm. If you believe we're providing valuable content, hitting that like button is the best way that you can help to support the content that we are making. Let's see if we can get to a thousand likes here in the next couple of minutes. Just a reminder, today's show is brought to you by our very own crypto CPA, Lorenzo Tax. Definitely make sure to check the links down below. He is extremely helpful in figuring out this whole wild, wacky tax landscape. It is confusing confusing, hands down, flat out, but he knows how to deal with it. And I'm very pleased because we actually use him as our CPA as well. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump straight on into some Bitcoin. I know you guys are ready, willing, and able to go ahead and talk about BTC. The very first thing I want to talk about is the fact that it's actually pumping right now. How about that? I Literally, as soon as I come back, Bitcoin starts rallying. Thank you for waiting on me, guys. I really wanted to see the rally if it was going to take place. Tim's over there. It wasn't gig. the second week Wednesday of the month. So, it wasn't the know, second Wednesday of the month. Nothing exciting could happen just yeah, yet. Yeah, no, for real. Whenever I'm gone at C12, that's that's when it always blows up. But nevertheless, Bitcoin over the last hour and a half or so, up about 2%, up 800 bucks. It's really kind of sad that we're getting excited about 2%. That's how you know that we are in uh, some sideways movement. But I actually want to mention, I'm going to bring it up right now on my screen. For everybody who doesn't know, there's a guy named Sheldon, uh, Sheldon underscore the uh, sniper over on Crypto Banter's team. He showed this graph, this chart, which you can see. Uh, euphoria is where the uh, all-time high uh, happens on a cryptocurrency uh, on a rally. Then you go through a bunch of different phases when you're having a correction. You go through complacency anxiety and denial, panic, capitulation, anger. And then, very interestingly, you get to a point in the market called depression. And in his chart, he basically says, okay, we're at euphoria right here. We're at, uh, we're at you know, denial right here. We're at anger and capitulation right here. And then on his chart, he spoke from stage, and we actually got to see some technical analysis from stage at TNABC, which was really cool, watching the TA and the analysts represent. We saw right here, he was saying, is the disbelief phase. Uh, excuse me, not the disbelief phase, the depression phase. A lot of people did. They got very depressed here in yeah. June and July of 2021. Why is that? Because the market was boring. And frankly, you know, it, it, it was boring, and nobody wanted to do anything in Bitcoin because it wasn't doing anything. But guess what? The people that bought there doubled their money in about 110 days. Those people that bought the depression, that bought the low fear and greed, that bought the low MACD, that bought the low RSI, that bought the low stochastics, that bought the bullish on-chain metrics made a crap ton of money. Where are we now? We are, in my opinion, moving into that depression phase. I think we are in this market uh, analogous to where the market was right here. We might be a week or two away from the bottom. In fact, I think we might be a little bit closer to the bottom than that. And frankly, like I said uh, last week, the Bitcoin bottom as far as price might actually already be in down around just below, uh, just south of $40,000. But as far as the phases of the market, I do believe that we are currently at the very much tail end of this correction. Remember in the title, I said Bitcoin prepares for rally following final stage of downtrend. Every major downtrend goes through those phases of we 
top out with euphoria. Everybody's buying the top. Fear and greed's up at 100. Everybody's greedy. Everybody wants to buy. They buy the green, they sell the red, and they lose money. That's what happens. People are getting shaken out right now. And by the way, the whales are trying to shake you out, and nobody's getting shooken out. Shooken? Shooketh? Nobody's getting shooketh out of the market. We are trying to push lower, and they're just not, and the, and the retail just isn't letting us. In fact, even today, we have a bullish engulfing candlestick on the daily chart. This is very significant, guys. I do believe that we're entering into that depression phase where everybody's getting bored. I mean, look at the viewership on our show right now. Normally, if I look at the show, let's do some technical analysis on the number of people watching. We would normally have about 3,000 people watching at this point in the show. I think we got a great show going. The fact that it's lower than that indicates to me that people aren't paying attention to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That's something I've actually done for a long time. Technical analysis on a viewership of influencers. That's something we don't talk about that much. Whenever the influencers are doing the exact same content that they always have and the viewership's lower, that's one of the ways that you know that people are bored. But here's the deal. When people get bored, that is normally the bottom. People got bored in 2018 uh, when Bitcoin was sitting at $6,000. People got bored when Bitcoin was sitting at $3,800 about six months later. People got bored when Bitcoin was trading sideways at $10,000 right before we went to sixty. dollars so if you're bored right now, take that as a buy signal because I do think that's what it is. I want to ask Kelly's opinion on that before I jump into the actual TA. Just some mindset stuff. Kelly, would you agree that right now we're kind of entering into that depression phase and that we should really be looking up to, to load up our bags because we're seeing all the telltale signs market psychology wise of a bottom? Absolutely. I, I fully agree. And uh, even I'm not even sure I'm not sure if I'm able to share screen or not, but to, to basically right in exact line with what you're talking about. Uh, All right, I can see it. You could you could see uh, this is on the three day. Mm -hmm. If you look at the this is the RSI and this is a MACD right when the MACD crosses uh, flips back bullish and the RSI breaks above this this uh, this yellow line, which we have let you guys know this is a new updated RSI. This is a 14 day SMA on yep. the RSI. As soon as we break through that, you know, as we've been trending down under this in a downtrend, same thing here, trending down in a downtrend and same thing here. As soon as we break this and the MACD flipped uh, bullish on the three day, you see, look at the price action following that and look at look at where we're at right now with the MACD. It's starting to pull back in and the RSI is also fighting right there at that 14 day SMA. So we, I, I really think things are, are starting to shape up. And just like you said, uh, we're, we've done everything we could to, or the market has done everything it could to really make people, even, even us question our belief in TA, you know, but at the end of the day, when you're getting all these bullish signals, uh, the, the market makers are doing what they do. They're pulling the, the pushing the price up and down, making as much money as they can, seeing how low the bottom will go, where the bulls are going to fight back. And, uh, I think right now we, we, we're starting to hit that sort of threshold of exhaustion, uh, in terms of the, the sell pressure, because it's not going as they're not making the money on these swings anymore. So at some point the, the dam's going to break, the levy's going to break and, uh, hopefully money will start pouring back into the asset class. I can almost just see it right now. Just a massive jump over the course of like three weeks up to about 54,000. I can almost just see it. I can, I'm looking at this and I just, I, I can, I, can, I don't know how to say it. I just, I just can, I can just see it. You know, you know what I mean? You look over here at this market, we go down, we trade sideways, we bottom out, we go to depression, we capitulate and then boom, we rally. That's what the market does, guys. The whales want you to believe we're in a bear market. If we were in a bear market, we would not be holding $40,000. We'd be using that as resistance. Maybe we'd probably be down at 30. And by the way, if we were in a bear market, I wouldn't have just seen 5,800 people spend a bunch of money on a plane ticket to go down to a conference to talk about a dead asset class. It's not in a bear market. It's just not. It's simple fact of the technical analysis. It's not fact. It's my opinion, but I do think it's a well-substantiated one. As far as the TA is concerned, though, as he just said, um, the MACD is converging bullish on itself. We're seeing a major run right here on the histogram. 
And we're also seeing down here on the daily chart quite a few things that are really bullish. Number one, we see the MACD is bullish for one ever since the 13th of January. And we see bullish MACD divergence, which, as we've talked about, historically means that we're about to go into a major uptrend or downtrend, depending on which direction is pointing. Downtrending, um, uh, bearish MACD divergence right there, bullish MACD divergence right there, bearish, bearish, bullish. Historically, the historicity of it, which, yes, I do believe is a real word, uh, tells us that we should be going into an uptrend relatively soon. We can even see the RSI has jumped quite substantially here from about 42, uh, excuse me, from about 35 all the way up to 42 in just the last couple of days as we put this bottom in. If we look at our volume, we can see the volume's actually a little kind of low. Tim, can you tell us a little bit about the volume? What are we seeing there? It Anything? sucks. It sucks. Is, is what it, it's just horrible. It's absolute. Okay. Kerfuffle. No, kerfuffle. I mean, we, need to, we just need to see it come up. Like we, we, I talked about this on the show the last couple of days. Is look at the sideways movement. Some days are a little better than others. Some days are worse. The volume just stays the same, which means the bears and the bulls have not decided who really wants to be in control. And, and, and you know, even though we're in a falling wedge, that I think a lot of people are getting hope from Bitcoin right now because we broke above that falling wedge. In reality, right now, don't look at a falling wedge. Look at a trading channel. We are in a trading channel, and yeah. we're not at the top of it. Which is why, as much as we want people to be excited at the same time. There's not anything necessarily at this point to yeah. change your excitement level. Yeah, and that's a good point, Tim, is that I, I want to make sure I'm being clear. I'm not saying that we're going to see a giant rally in the next couple of weeks, although I did kind of have that image in my head. So I don't know what that means. I mean, I've been doing analysis on markets every day for almost five years. So maybe that means I don't know. But anyway, I do just. I kind of just see a big rally. Maybe I'm just getting excited. But to be honest with you, as he said, we could trade sideways down here for a while. I do want to make sure that that's understood because it has happened many times. We have watched Bitcoin trade sideways for three, four months. But guess what? Good. Good. If you're in crypto just to watch Bitcoin go up and down, you've missed like 90% of the space. You know, Bitcoin's price was not talked about one time at the conference. I was there for 14 hours every day for three days, well, two days, and then about eight hours the third day. Bitcoin's price was not mentioned once. You know what was mentioned? Regulatory clarity, massive hundred million billion dollar companies building, layer one protocols developing their infrastructure, NFTs, blockchain gaming, metaverse, media partners, um, uh, 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 institutional adoption. We saw uh, national adoption. I interviewed the guy that worked on the wallet, uh, that worked on the fraud prevention and onboarding for the wallet down in El Salvador that brought on 4 million people. We talked about that kind of stuff at TNABC. We didn't talk all day about the price. We talk all day about the price, so I want to make sure that you understand we talk about it because that's our specialty, but there's a big world out there in crypto, and those fundamentals are continuing to grow, and they're not going to stop anytime soon. We are in an inevitable, at this point, massive, massive global financial shift in the way that we do business. I even interviewed somebody, and they said exactly the same thing. They've been working in the space and in uh, traditional markets for 20 years. They totally agreed, and I do think that's what we're going to see. Tim, should people be looking at the fundamentals when the price is boring? Yes, they absolutely should. It reminds me, uh, Jeff Bezos talked about this at one point with Amazon, how there was a time where the, the stock price of Amazon was going down. And someone asked him about it. And he literally said, that price has nothing to do with what my company does. What my company exactly. is doing is growing and getting more, getting better every single day. That's what I'm concerned about. And sure enough, Amazon went on to explode even in the price. So what Jeff's kind of alluding to right now is, guys, price is significant if you're only looking at, hey, how much Bitcoin can I have in relationship to the US dollar? But if we're talking about the future, if we're talking about crypto as a whole, as to what it's going to bring this world in technology, Bitcoin with its monetary stuff, and then others with their technology, it's a thing of like, hey, 
forget the price for a second. I'm not saying forget yeah. it totally. Forget it for a second and look at the technology and fundamentals. Are they doing bullish things? If the answer is yes, you need to be paying attention. Yeah, because number one, I, I've, the, got a, go ahead. I've got a great, I got a great thing to add there as well. If, if anybody is familiar with the the great uh, sort of uh, street artist uh, known around the world, Banksy, he yeah. famously, famously a few years ago set up in, uh, I think it was here uh, somewhere in New York, Central Park or somewhere. And, you know, as you know, his, his pieces go for millions of dollars. And what, why do they go for millions of dollars? Typically because they're being sold in massive visible spaces, like whether it be Sotheby's or massive uh, art galleries or art exhibitions and stuff like that. But he, he famously went and set up a little street cart at a park and was selling uh, original Banksy pieces from himself, of course, for $20 a pop. And so the people that had the eye to understand, uh, you know, not only looking at something because everybody's surrounded about around it, looking at it, knowing it's worth a lot of money because a lot of people are standing around looking at it. The people that understood the relationship and also saw the value in, in, in this thing without all these other people hovered around it, they ended up getting, uh, you know, $20 Banksy. And then as soon as it was announced that this was actually the real Banksy that it released it, they, they immediately shot up in value. So the point there is just having the mind and the vision in whatever sort of asset class you're looking in, whether it be art, crypto, uh, speculative assets, that's within the tra uh, traditional market, you've got to understand the fundamental case and the, the use case and your own sense of value about each one of those projects to really get into the, the, the proper early and, and low entry prices that you're going to make a lot of money. And this is a perfect time to do that with all the metrics showing that we are basically in a reset phase, mm -hmm. literally pulling the spring back mm -hmm. tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter to launch us. And it's only going to launch the people that are there uh, when they when they had the, the, the cojones to, to mm -hmm. buy at, the, at this low local bottom. I love that. A reset phase. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's exactly what we're in. But let's go ahead and take a look down here at some of our shorter term technicals. And then we're going to jump into our on-chain and our market headlines here in just a moment. Down here on the four-hourly chart, we have an update as of this stream. This was not here when we went live. Looking at Lux Algo down on the four-hourly chart, we just got a buy signal coming in on a four-hourly chart. Now, that's interesting because in the last month, we've only seen two. We saw one here, which was a fake out. We saw one here, which was a fake out. But guess what? Neither one of these were confirmed buy signals because the strategy that I use with Lux Algo, the one that is endorsed by the creator himself, is to use the entire indicator package. You don't just want to use Lux Algo for one indicator. You want to use Lux Algo for all of the indicators. I use mainly three for one of my strategies with it. Taking a look here, we see that there is a buy signal. There is a trend catcher right here, which turns green or red. And then there is Lux Oscillator. This was, in theory, a confirmed buy signal because we saw a strong buy signal, green trend catcher, and tiny little bit of a green oscillator. But, you know, you want to give a little bit of, you want to actually, you know, use your brain a little bit. This was not a lot of green right here before we actually had a drop. So you want to give it a little bit of time. This was not a confirmed buy signal, in my opinion, just because it wasn't around for long enough. This wasn't either because trend catcher never turned green. But right now, we can see. Bitcoin is at the process. We, you literally scrub back 10 seconds in the stream. You just saw this jump from strong to a normal buy signal. As Bitcoin's attempting a rally right now, Lux Oscillator is green, very green. It's not overextended. It's not at the top like it was when we did the trend catch, uh, when we turned green back there. It's actually at the bottom in green, which is great. Then we also see a strong buy signal. It just flipped back to strong because we moved up a little bit. Awesome. If we close this candlestick uh, just a little bit higher, it'll go to strong. And then we can also see that there is trend catcher, which is red. So this is not confirmed yet. But if we do get a confirmed uptrend on four hourly chart, it's going to be pretty exciting. That does not, to be clear, mean that we're going to go into a massive uptrend. It simply gives us an inclination that we might be moving in the right direction. We do see a strong buy signal right now on six hour and also green, uh, green Lux Oscillator as well. But 
we did see a confirmed buy signal back over here, and this did not enter into a major uptrend. So guys, Lux Algo is not perfect. It is the job of the analyst to use the technical indicators and understand that they are fallible tools. No matter how powerful they are, Lux Algo tends to be about 70 to 80% accurate in its confirmed signals. But even right now, it has had a, a signal that was confirmed that did not actually go through. So just keep in mind, no indicator is perfect. Looking out to the eight hourly chart, I want to see the same thing. We're seeing that this is turning green, strong buy signal. We're seeing buy signals showing up around the market as of the last hour when Bitcoin rallied above 40 3K, seeing trend catcher turn green would be very encouraging. But the one that I would actually pay the most attention to that has not happened yet and probably won't happen for a little while would be a strong buy signal on the daily chart. I care about those shorter term time frames, but compared to the daily chart, you might as well just not even pay attention to them. If you're going to look at one, look at the shorter term time frames because those are the ones that are going to give you the uh, look at the daily chart because that is going to give you the most information. Strong buy signal, green trend catcher. And if we look down here at Lux Oscillator, we were green as well uptrend we rallied for about a month and a half. Right here, we saw a strong buy signal, green trend catcher, green Lux oscillator, we rallied for about a month and a half. If we see the same thing happen, which has not happened, and we probably need to go to forty-seven dollars to $48,000 for it to even occur, that would be an indication and a, uh, a sign that we're about to go into a major uptrend. So Lux Algo has, is giving us some hope down on the four-hourly, six-hourly chart. Not going to put a ton of stock in it because I really want to see the daily chart. But if those green trend catcher changes and... Uh, uh, you know, strong buy signals and Lux, os uh, Lux Oscillator turning green. If all three of those things come together on four hour, eight hour, 12 hour, you know, uh, six hour, all of those time frames, that's going to be very bullish. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, Tim, let me ask you this. What do you look for most with Lux Algo? Uh, so uh, you kind of alluded to it and talked about it, but okay, I'm going to start with the four hourly chart, what I'm looking at on Lux Algo, because I think I talked about it while I was hosting the show. What I'm kind of looking at is when I'm trying to predict a change in the trend is, hey, is there a change first on the hourly chart? All right, there's a change in the hourly chart. Now let's go look at what's happening on the four hourly chart. And then once it's confirmed on the four hourly chart, I might enter a short trade, but I'm really waiting for longer trades to happen when I see it on the daily, as Jeb just said. There's, why is my Lux Algo not loading on my four hourly chart? Mm -hmm. There we go. All right, so what we have right now, A, we have a change in color of candles, good. B, we have a buy signal. Good. The last thing I'm looking for is that trend catcher to change to green. Once I have that on the 4 chart, now I'm flipping over to my daily chart, in which case we don't have any of the three of them. We don't have a buy signal. We don't have a change in color of candles. And the trend catcher actually just turned red from being green for a couple of days, which backs up the thought of what we talked about earlier is this whole series has just been boring. Neither bears nor bulls are in charge. Trend catcher is kind of reflecting that. So there's a lot of work to be done on the daily chart. 4 chart, we are close. And if that can confirm all three of them, that is going to open the window for candles to come to change on the daily, for the trend catcher to change, and then for a buy signal to come in. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Something kind of big is happening right now. This is kind of a little bit of a vertical rally. We've seen a little bit of this in recent memory, but we have not seen the market move, you know, in the span of three hours, 3% in a while. And while he was talking, I decided to go ahead and look at the liquidations chart. This is something that you should bookmark. Coinglass.com forward slash liquidation data. We have no affiliation with them. I don't know the first thing about them. I would tell you if we did, but I do just like this website. If you come over here and you look at long squeeze, and short squeezes. There were a ton of longs that got liquidated over the last, you know, three, four, five days going back to the 16th and the 17th of January. We saw, you know, $47 million worth of longs get liquidated here. We saw $41 million worth of longs getting liquidated here. When I see the market rally this quickly, I normally expect that there is a short squeeze going on. So I decided to go ahead and check. And sure enough, over just the last three hours, we've seen 
around 800 hours uh, UT, uh, Eastern, we saw uh, six, uh, 9.6 million in, in shorts getting liquidated. Uh, in 900 hours, about an hour ago, we saw $26 million in shorts getting liquidated. And as of this hour, in just the last nine minutes, we have seen $15 million worth of shorts getting liquidated. We are currently in a position where we could see a cascading effect pushing us up a couple thousand dollars. Is that going to happen? I don't know. But I do want you to be aware that it's a possibility and that we could be in the process of a short squeeze right now. And if the right people come in and buy the right amount of Bitcoin at the right time and knock out the right short positions, we could see a cascading effect that could push us up to a local high above $44,400. Kelly, what do you think about that? Should we be looking out for a short squeeze right now? I absolutely think so. And the reason is I'm actually going to share my screen here. Uh, the reason is, you know, even when we're looking at market cipher, you can see on the daily where we got a green dot, which is beautiful setup with a massive anchor wave here. And then a trigger wave RSI is starting to, to tick up. Uh, and this, this line of support essentially that we're uh, or resistance, I should say that we're, we're basically coming up to touch. I do think that, as you mentioned, that we are getting a bit of a, a short squeeze here uh, up, up to this level. And I think honestly, if we if we are able to push past this 44,400, 44,200 level, uh, that the this would be a bit of a turning point in terms of uh, the short squeezes that would happen because I think there's a, there's obviously a lot of support and resistance here on this trend line, uh, but then I, I think the next target would be up here at the 48 level. Uh, but we are also you know pushing into this uh, W uh, W formation here on the chart, which also could be a very bullish uh, setup, uh, you know, showing basically a double bottom, a uh, great launching platform to basically harness uh, the power of a short squeeze here that if we, if, like I said, if we do get past this level, I think we are setting up beautifully uh, for all the, uh, the, the moon rockets that we've been waiting on. But all we can do yeah. is play the charts, you know, day to, to four hour to one hour to 30 minutes and make sure that it's still cascading up and not starting to cascade down. Yeah. And just by the way, in the last three minutes, another $5 million worth of short liquidations have come into play. Just by moving $100, we saw $5 million getting liquidated. A lot of people that are short right now, uh, and by the way, a lot of people are short right now because we're technically in a in a uh, bear pennant right now that we've been in ever since January 7th. A lot of people are short right now. We just broke bullish out of that bear pennant. But let me just go to a clean chart and show you this. And then we're going to move on to our headlines. There is... A, uh, there's two major trend lines. There's one right here, but there's also one right here. We just broke above this one, uh, this bottom one, and we're actually testing the top one right now. We're in a bear pennant. These bear pennants typically break to the downside. We're currently in the process of breaking to the upside. There's probably a lot of people that have liquidation or stop losses set right around this $43,500 region to $44,250 region because that would indicate a break to the upside. I wouldn't be surprised that moving to $45,000 in the next eight hours could trigger, could trigger a 50 to $100 million long, uh, short liquidation. So if we do see Bitcoin pushing up there quickly, not slowly because people can adjust those trades, but if it happens quickly, we could see a pretty major short squeeze. It's not guaranteed. Could happen though. Tim, what do you think? I want to ask a question that everyone should be asking, but I think it's really the bears that are asking this question. So I want, I'm almost playing, like, almost playing in their camp for just a second. I, I definitely understand. I, I, I have questions about the chart that you're looking at though with the liquidations. You know, you, does it say everywhere where there are liquidations? Where those it does. It actually breaks okay, them down good. by exchange. How many liquidations were set down here? Because I'm assuming the ones we're liquidating, liquidating right now were set probably in the re region of 41 Oh, well, it, do, it doesn't tell me what, pri okay. what price level. But, by the way, in the last two minutes, we saw another $10 million worth of short liquidations. Well, and and that's, this is great, but it, it's funny. $10 million. I want to I remind people... In the grand scheme of what Bitcoin is, 10 million is really not that much. It's not. 
There, what I'm looking for for the real excitement for short squeezes happening is when we get up above maybe 47, 48,000, and then again above 52. I think that there was a lot put, and I, that's why I'm kind of asking this question of can we know where they were put? Because in reality, I think there were a lot put in the region between 48 and 52, and that's going to be really exciting. Because what I'm looking at right now, as exciting as it is to hear that things are being liquidated, as I talked about earlier, we are still within this trading channel. Yes, we're big. Yes, mm -hmm. we had a nice candle on the 4 chart that looks impressive, but it's still below the top of that trading channel. And unless we can close candles above a 43,900, give or take pretty much 44,000, we could be setting up bearish RSI divergence that's almost giving hope to bulls and ends up becoming a bull trap and brings us back down. So I do want to kind of bring excitement down to earth and say, hey, there's still some things that have to be handled. And instead of being really exciting about these short liquidations, let's let's get back above 47, get close to that 48, Agreed. maybe 52, and then we can get really excited about liquidating shorts. That's just my opinion. Uh, and and I, I love Bitcoin. I do think it's going to come back up, but I, I want to make sure people aren't getting ahead of themselves and getting really excited and then get screwed over by being shook out in a bull trap and it brings us back down around 42 if not lower well getting your shorts liquidated does kind of suck so sorry for anybody who is short right now i don't think it's a good idea but if you're in a short position just know that this is the largest short squeeze that we have seen since january the 6th and it just started about an hour ago so be watching out for that if you are in a short position nevertheless let's go ahead and move on to some on-chain and market headlines kelly my friend take it away Yes, sir. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in to it, as you mm. say at the beginning of I every like show. Uh, I'm just going to preface this, start with, yeah, as we're seeing this rally here on Bitcoin, you're seeing I, I have AVAX, DOT, and Ethereum uh, here as well. But we are starting to make some really nice headway, uh, as you can see, on all of them. And Ethereum is actually pressing a little bit harder than Bitcoin. But let's, let's go ahead and talk about why. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, if you go over to the cmegroup.com, uh, this is you can get a lot of great data here and actually uh, took this metric and, and applied it to uh, let's see if I can find it uh, right here. I applied it to the basically these every one of these lines is exactly where each one of these uh, metrics uh, show uh, essentially the data on the dealer side, which is really the the smart money side of uh, futures betting. Uh, you know, are you betting are you betting on the price to be lower uh, in the next quarter or higher? And as you can see from here hmm. cascading across we have massive short pressure and as you see this is where the market was high and as the market's starting to flip around the the buy pressure or the long pressure on on futures uh, is starting to shift sentiment in terms of the shorts are coming down dramatically but what we want to see here is we want to see not only these uh eclipsing the shorts the longs here which is in blue we want to see once the next uh, metric gets printed on here we want to see actually the longs start to to grow but the fact that the longs are outweighing the shorts is a huge sign about where the smart money is betting where, uh, you know, the next uh, several weeks uh, is, is, is basically where the price is going to be. And in this case, it's going to be up. Follow the uh, smart money, that, guys. A great, great uh, article here. This is one of the parts of the title of the show today. Whales added over 40,000 Bitcoins in the last two days. Okay, Bitcoin whale addresses holding between 1,000 and 10,000 Bitcoin have ex expanded their respective portfolios in the last 24 hours. Large Bitcoin wallets have added almost 40,000 Bitcoins. Now, this is something... Uh, this this is something that's just incredibly incredibly bullish just by the nature that the smart money is not pulling out right now they're 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 doubling down they're saying okay this is where I think I'm uh, is a safe entry and I think it's going to go up from there uh, this mimics an article we did yesterday about uh, I think it was 67 percent of Canadians 
want to be paid in cryptocurrency, uh, you know, coming into 2022. Well, this one, 61% of Americans uh, surveyed say that they're, they're likely to purchase crypto in 2022. So these, this is another indication that the chips and the sentiment is starting to change and the general awareness across the market space and across, you know, national landscapes is starting to really uh, to buy into the, the, the mindset uh, of accepting crypto as something that is going to be a, a part of their future, which is incredibly bullish. This is something I actually wanted to cover yesterday, but you know, everybody, if anybody ever wonders why there's a certain news story that's not covered, well, there's only so much time we can do in every show. And so we have to kind of pick our battles and when we want to share something, but I wanted to get this in today's show. And this is incredibly bullish. This is a, a, a fintech company called Milo essentially is a, going to be offering Bitcoin, Bitcoin backed uh, loans for real estate investment, which is, I mean, it's another one of those things where it's not only the sentiment and the general awareness and uh, acceptance of crypto as a legitimate space, but also allowing incredible utility within, uh, you know, holding crypto and how you can use that to uh, essentially provide you collateral to take loans out for uh, mortgages. And these are 30 year mortgages. Uh, I only have a couple more here. Uh, this one is incredibly bullish. This, this, this is actually essentially outlining that we're in it's, it's the same sort of setup as we were when we, we had the May breakdown that went all the way through July. And as we were getting towards the end of July and the volatility was compressing and we were, you know, pressing up against that, that bottom that we were at and it was the bottom going to fall out or are we going to springboard off of that? Well, we're setting up for the same exact setup here. Uh, and, you know, essentially what what is showing with a, a bunch of the metrics is that the slightest whiff of demand is going to bring roaring flames. And that's exactly where we're at, because, yes, we're having some very small capitulation, but the bulls are stepping in and we're, we're fighting at that level right at 40 to 42 K region uh, to, to start to illustrate that this may be a bottom, because as much as the bears are trying to push it down, the bulls and the pressures is coming in right right at that moment. Can we still have another wick down to 39, 38? Very, very, very much so could happen. Uh, but the the strength of the bulls buying at these levels and supporting us uh, is is showing a lot of incredible incredible and this is just showing a lot more metrics uh, which you can go to this article on Coin Telegraph uh, and just search for it to to read it more deeply. Um, uh, and this is just uh, this is just supporting uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier. Uh, as much as we look at Bitcoin, and Ethereum, and all the, uh, a lot of these layer ones, one of the major things, one of the major niches in uh, the crypto space right now, looking into 2022, 2023, 2024, is the expansion of not only NFTs but the gaming, the play to earn uh, marketplace, and how much that's going to expand. And if you look at how big the gaming industry is internationally, this is an incredible opportunity to pick those plays, whether it be Gala, whether it be this article's uh, from one of the founders. Uh, he's, I think he's in chat, actually. CryptoVet, the founder of another player game called Dash League. Uh, and it just talks about how important it is to uh, identify these trends as they're coming into fruition. And it's a great opportunity to, to get in on that. And I'll leave you with this. This is a great uh, tweet from our illustrious T.A. Tim. And <laughs> I, want, I actually want to mention before I bring this up, uh, I've been noticing... Uh, far too many fake accounts posing as crypto jab posing as me posing as uh, ta tim so do make sure that uh, you're following the correct one of our profiles mine is at kelly kellum k-e-l-l-a-m uh, tim's is at at tim's underscore ta and jeb is at crypto jeb if it's anything other than that please report it please block it yep. uh, yeah, because there, it's absolutely. not us and i just yep. this you can read this if you want to run you must first walk if you want to teach you must first learn if you want to lead you must first follow I love that. if you want to make wealth you must first invest. 
anything comes easily and automatically is not worth having. So I applaud every one of you for being involved in the crypto space and taking that journey. And if you haven't yet, now's the time to jump in. So I'll leave you with that. And we can kind of discuss some of these news articles and what, what your, what's your thoughts and perspective, uh, perspectives, uh, Tim and Jeb and Smay on what some of these things mean for the market. We're about financial sovereignty here. That's about controlling your money rather than your money controlling you. And just so you guys know, the people that are billionaires and are whales and are classified as the smart money didn't get there by working a nine to five. They got there by investing in uh, markets and they got there by being entrepreneurs. Being in crypto, you are an investor and you are an entrepreneur. So number one, even before we jump into this, I want you to know you're in the right place. Don't think, oh my gosh, Bitcoin and crypto is boring. I'm gonna go to real estate. You know, if you're called to real estate, you go to real estate. But if you're thinking, okay, there's no opportunity in crypto. You're dead wrong. Just because we're moving to the downside doesn't mean that there's no opportunity. And the second thing I'll add before I weigh in on what Kelly just talked about is that I met the smart money. I met the whales. I met the institutions. I interviewed a bunch of them in the last three days. None of them care about the price, right? Because the fundamentals are growing. They're growing fast. In fact, they're growing right now faster than they ever have before by an order of magnitude. So don't be worried about the price. Be looking for opportunities. With that said, the first tweet, uh, the first thing that you mentioned, Kelly, about these Bitcoin OTs, uh, Bitcoin report for dealer intermarried. Anyway, the longs and the shorts from the whales is what we're looking at. Basically, they stopped shorting. They're shorting a little bit, but they basically stopped shorting. We are seeing that they're longing now seemingly more than they're shorting. That is a huge deal because you got to follow the smart money. I just really don't want you guys to miss this because this right here is telling us the bulls, the whales are in charge and they are seeing that there's opportunity. We're in that depression phase. Everybody's getting freaked out. Whenever fear and greed is at its bottom, that's when the market's about to go into a rally. Tim, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I, I so I want to see some things develop. Another reason why I think that this is probably not the last, the last dip was not the last dip. And I'm not saying we're going all the way down below 40.5, but I'm saying this rally, I think it's going to come back down because what you just said was a fact. However, it's a bullish fact, fact that makes other people really think, oh, no, this is a great opportunity. Manipulators do not want you to agree with them. They want you to disagree with them. Yep. So I think that they put these bullish things in place to pump you out so you get excited and they can then bring it down one more time. And as we talked about, we're kind of getting into that depression phase. And and this right here, this rally is a, a spark of hope. Guess what's the best thing to do to discourage you is to give you some hope. Give you hope and crush Kill it. it. And then you're just, I'm done with hope. I'm done doing this. And that's when the, as soon as they get you to think, I don't care what bullish news comes out. It's all, it's all stupid. I'm not getting back in. That's when the price will explode. And I don't think we're quite there yet. I would agree. I could, I, I could definitely see another, another capitulation event just drop into the downside. I mean, that's what we saw happen in July, around July 3rd, 21st. We saw a pretty major drop that scared a bunch of people. But I don't think that they really have the ability to, unless this data is just completely false, which I believe it is not, unless this data is completely false about the longs and the shorts. I don't think there's any way to really manipulate that. This is tracking what the whales are doing, not just what they're saying. So what would you say about this, about the data as far as the longs and the shorts? What I, what I will say is we're we're fighting ourselves on this. And what I mean by that is we're continuing to tell people, hey guys, it's okay. You're going to be okay. The problem is as long as everyone thinks it's okay is when the whales say we don't need to go up. Guys, it's not okay. So it's not maybe okay. we should no, start joking, saying, guys, okay. freak out. Yeah. Secretly, it's okay. Yeah. But it's freak okay. out. Exactly. Exactly. Freak exactly. out. So like that they over. think we gotta that be in a we don't want it more. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta like, we gotta trick them, guys. We gotta secretly act like we're yeah. scared. We're yeah. not scared. Guys. Yeah, I actually wanted to show this as well. 
this is one of the things, you know, major thing. I mean, we're still having, we're going, kind of going, we're right on the fence going back and forth, but we're still getting larger outflows and inflows onto exchange, which means people aren't getting so scared that they're moving, the, especially whales, they're not moving their money onto exchange so that they can, uh, you know, basically you move it onto exchange so you can offload it. So you can sell because you think the market's going to go lower. So we're still having larger outflows in Bitcoin, Ethereum and Tether on, uh, on, uh, uh, on exchange. And it's just, you know, and we're getting more and more, uh, last active, you know, this means midterm, midterm holders, people that have had for a year or more are still, uh, it's growing, which means people aren't capitulating, but we're still having a number of addresses holding 0.01 Bitcoin is growing, which means there's still a level of uh, small adoption among small retail traders. Things are bullish and all we can do is just wait and, uh, and, and play the charts on a daily basis. And are we permables? No, we're perma data readers. Data Ooh, readers. I like That's that. what we are. That's exactly right. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into our next intermission and then we're going to move into Ethereum. Can I kick it off by reading what Tom Wilkes just said? Yeah. He said, Jeb, do you remember the speaker in Miami that said, let's not try to boil the entire ocean in one day? No, to answer your question, Tom, I don't because I didn't spend most of the time in the actual conference hall. I spent most of the time out and about mingling and meeting people, but that is a very, very wise statement. Let's not try and boil the entire ocean in one day. I think a lot of people get very impatient in cryptocurrency. And remember guys, patience is built when patience is tested. And right now, your patience is being tested. Let's just be clear on that. If you're worried about Bitcoin, you're being tested. You're being tested, maybe not by the whales, but you're being tested by the market. And you will grow in your patience when your patience is tested. So. Yes, be patient. You're not going to boil the entire ocean in one day. I didn't hear them say that, but it's a good statement. That's, I, that's a great statement. It probably applies to a lot of things, not just Bitcoin. Though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for real. Brian Lopes 22 said, love all the great content. Keep up the good uh -huh. work. Can y'all look into Gods Unchanged in a later stream? Great team. Onboarding tons of players could be the next Axie. Also, Gala is a great gaming play. Yeah, Gala is no, a Gala's huge, great. Yeah. Gala is a great gaming play. I've actually been. I actually talked a lot about Gala during the conference. Um, I haven't it's heard got of that a specific nice, project. Gala's had a Gala's had a very nice pullback recently too, along with everything mm -hmm. else. And it's in a. I mean, I'm just waiting. I have two projects. I'm waiting on uh, doing some proper price action, and as soon as that happens, I'm going to be scalping some profits and moving them into Gala. So that's definitely a good play. I'm trying to remember. I one of the guys on our team has the name of the platform that I was told about by Johnny from uh from the crypto banter team. I forgot what he said, but the project that he said, I'm like gonna look into that i might be investing in it mm. but yeah. uh fidel okay this is the name that always gets me and i probably should just go ahead and memorize it but vacuariza we're gonna vacuariza. go with it what are your thoughts on naibu kelly meeting erdogan today er he met erdogan really erdogan okay he's talking about the president of turkey or the, could, yeah could the turkey adopting turkey. bitcoin spark a short-term rally for bitcoin Wait, okay so that's news to me is turkey adopting bitcoin no that's not in the news at least to my knowledge because i know that was a huge thing when turkey banned erdogan. it i saw somebody in chat do you yeah. want to want uh, kelly or somebody look it up while we're live yeah, kelly, kelly can you, can you fact that check that erdogan Wait. is Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, something I know. I was just Turkey. asking, what am, what am I looking up? Um, Turkey, Turkey adopted. Turkey's adopted. Look up that about Nayib Bukele meeting with Erdogan. I believe Nayib Bukele was supposed to be at the conference. I didn't see him. I would I would have liked to meet him. But Ultra, that's what it is. Guns and Crypto just said, Jeb, was it Ultra that you were thinking of of on Crypto Banter, the steam of blockchain games? Ultra is the one I was looking at. Full disclosure, I don't have any of it. I couldn't remember what it was called, but I'm going to look into it. It's a project that I was very interested in. Talked to Johnny. He was uh, very excited about it. As far as the question with Nayib Bukele meeting Erdogan, um, that's something we'll look into. I can't really comment on anything that I'm not uh, 
really terribly familiar with what happened there. But guys, let's go ahead and finish reading some super chats, shall we? Yeah, well, we have a good amount, so we might not be able to read all of them necessarily. But Bitcoinologist said, notice every time Jeb leaves, Bitcoin boosts on the day of his return to the studio. It's true. It's, you know, it's whenever. Sometimes. Look, guys, the, we're talking about boost the day you leave. We're talking about the whales. I'm the whale. I have all the Bitcoin. I think we can sum it up into this is there's something correlated with Jeb leaving and coming back. Well, we're something doing technical analysis region. on my journeys. I, I, have, a, I have a, a metric here that I want to bring up. Guys. Okay. Here's the deal. You ever you ever see Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same room? You don't. You no. really don't. No. So, you know, it's one of those things that yeah. for some reason the price always moves pretty dramatically whenever Jeb's gone. Yeah. I wonder if potentially he's uh, up to something in uh, those days. You know? Could be. Potentially. Drop hashtag Jeb the whale. Yeah. yeah. I'm the guy moving the He's market. He's whale it's man. Me. It's me. Forget about all those whales. It's me. Samuel Bryan said, I love your channel and that you share the love of Jesus. Amen. My wife and I are in ETH and will be able to pay off all of our debt this Woo. year. We're going to be financially sovereign thanks to you guys. <laughs> Let's go. I love it, man. Those That's so exciting. I love that so much. I had so many great Jesus conversations at the conference, too. I talked to yeah. all y'all guys. I talked to Ricky. I talked to Chris. I talked for like three hours with both of them on both nights. Both of them uh, spectacular men of God. Had so many great Jesus conversations. Jesus loves you, man. I found uh, I found the and tweet woman. from Naib, if you want me to, you know, right, share yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Naib. And actually, I had to translate it. It said, This Thursday, I'm visiting the president of the Republic of Turkey, Mr. Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Recep Erdogan. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely Erdogan. met with them. And uh, hmm. I know in the last crypto answered, uh, you know, the Twitter spaces I do on Thursdays, I one of the people that talked, uh, that, that basically spoke up and came up on, on stage and, and talked was a crypto analyst uh, running uh, also a YouTube stream out of Turkey. Uh, and it was really interesting to hear some of their perspectives, especially with the, the fluctuation in their their inflation and the, the, the currencies and stuff there and people trying to move into uh, crypto, uh, crypto assets. So I'd, I'd be really interested to see if there's anything that comes out of this Nayib Bukele uh, meeting with uh, Erdogan, because uh, that'd yeah. be really interesting to watch. That'd be very interesting, to. especially considering Nayib, um, Erdogan has a, um, he has a grip on power, I'll say. And I don't know that It'd be really interesting to me if Erdogan wanted the nation to adopt Bitcoin just because it might take away some of his power. Um, I'm not actually sure what the currency of Turkey is. It's the uh, I, I know what it is. I just can't remember what it is at the moment. But I would I would be surprised if Turkey lira. moved in. The lira. That's what it, I think it's the lira. I think it's the Turkish lira. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's go ahead and move on to Ethereum. I'm going to run through Ethereum really quickly here because we have a lot of discussion to jump into. The show might go a little bit longer today than normal, which I know you guys aren't complaining about. Let's take a look at ETH. Like I said, we're going to be short here, and the reason that we're going to be short on ETH right now, we're, well, excuse me, the reason we're not going to take that long on ETH, I'm not short on ETH, the reason we're going to not take that long on ETH is because, frankly, there's not much to talk about on ETH that isn't the same on Bitcoin. Ethereum is in a small rally, little bitty uptick, up about seven, about, excuse me, about three and a half percent over the last four hours in the same way Bitcoin is. As far as its RSI and MACD, MACD just crossed bullish, fan-freaking-tastic, and we can also see that the RSI is sitting up here at 58. Good deal on that. We can see that it's also basically putting a double bottom in. You can see that there was a bottom here around $3,000 a couple of weeks ago, and then also one here around thirty, uh, around $3,075. We're in a small little bear pennant right now. Remember, this is the exact same thing that Bitcoin is in. This little bear pennant could break to the downside, but 
If Bitcoin and Ethereum start breaking to the upside, I can almost guarantee you that there are a ton of short position um, uh, stop losses and liquidations right here in between $33 and $3,500. If ETH rallies quickly up here through $33 to $3,500, you're probably going to see a massive short squeeze, which could jump the price. And that could even lead us into some kind of inverse head and shoulders pattern movement just like that. Taking a look at some of our other things, I want to show you uh, VPVR. VPVR is giving us quite a bit of support. You can see that the VPVR zone starts here around $3,000. We do have a little bit of an uphill battle to get up to where we need to be, but we're actually, I take that back, actually. We're, we don't have a bit of an uphill battle. We're basically already on top of the hill. We're sitting right here at $3,260, which is the top of the hill. So are we going to roll down the hill into this valley around $3,000, or are we going to roll up the hill into this valley around $3,600? Frankly, I think we're going to trade sideways for the next couple of days. I would be surprised if there was any major movement on ETH unless there was some major movement on uh, Bitcoin, but I do think that we're going to see some big moves coming out of both in the next couple of weeks. But like Tim said, we could see one final capitulation candle even several days, maybe even a week or two of capitulation before we start moving in that direction. My take on Ethereum right now is that it's basically following exactly what Bitcoin is doing. For a while there, it was not in lockstep with Bitcoin, but as of right now, it more or less seems to be, especially as Bitcoin is rallying up to $43,400. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at some of our other altcoins. We're going to run through these pretty quickly because I want to make sure we have time for our discussion. We're going to take a look at Kadena. This is a project that you guys love. I know I say that all the time, but you guys just, you love a lot of projects. And we're trying to bring you as much quality content on them as we can. Kadena sitting at rank number 82, $1.3 billion market capitalization. Kelly, it is a proof of work, uh, limited supply, uh, layer one cryptocurrency. Do I got that right? Yeah, it's absolutely. It's another layer one and it's got a lot of uh, interoperability. It's, it's just, it's another incredible chain that's, uh, it's, it's got, it's got a lot of great stuff on their roadmap as well. I think, I think I put the link uh, in the show prep. You can click, they got a lot of stuff. They just laid out, I think like two days ago, uh, all the stuff that they're doing. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's a link right above yeah. that. Or you can just click on that. Absolutely. So let me go ahead and just put this in over here. We can just actually jump onto the planning document right here. Take a look at this. You can see the completed milestones for Kadena. We saw Chainweb Mainnet 2.112 going live. Ecosystem OKX exchange listing. Upcoming milestones. Kelly, do you want to read some of these and kind of explain what's going on with Kadena? Uh, yeah, let me get right. Oh, I don't even know if you'll be able to see it, actually. Uh, let's see. Pact Core V1, <laughs> signing Kadena transaction with a Ledger hardware wallet. Ecosystem Kadena X, which is the DEX, the decentralized exchange launching on it. Yeah, one of the, one of the one of the reasons why DEXs are so important, and this is why we talked about so much uh, recently about ADAX, and you know, today for anybody that's not aware, today is the, the launch for Sunday Swap, uh, which is going to be great indication of what's happening with uh, you oh, know yeah. the congestibility for mm -hmm. uh, you know and the transaction throughput on the Cardano network. But in terms of Kadena, here you know one of the reasons DEXs are so important is because that's when you start getting a lot of basically on chain on ecosystem uh, basically proof uh, proof of concept in terms of how fast how fast that chain is operating if there's any hiccups if there's uh you start getting a, a total value locked uh, within the chain uh and it, it really helps to bolster the underlying sort of asset class that is for all the projects that are operating on top of that chain so kadena's got a ton of stuff that they have on the roadmap if you go to uh i think it's kadena.io forward slash roadmap uh that's you can see all the different things that the that they have uh coming out that they're basically planning and working yep. on uh for this year they've got a 
really nice year ahead of them. Yeah, they really do. And it's a project that you guys have been giving us a lot of feedback on. It's currently sitting at $8 when its all-time high is $24 in those last three months ever since it hit that all-time high on November 10th, which was a fantastic day for Kadena and for myself. We have seen that it has dropped 66%. That is what Kadena has done. And in that same time, it's also developed quite a bit as far as its back end. It does have a, it does have a maximum supply of $1 billion. It is only It only has about 17% of that in circulating supply at the moment, so that will be diluted a little bit more. But what we're seeing right now is a project that's undergoing quite a lot of expansion. And don't underestimate some of these projects, guys, because Phantom, I actually, like I said, I interviewed Michael Kong, the CEO and founder of the Phantom Foundation, back from, uh, you know, they started back in 2018, uh, late 2018, early 2019. Phantom had 3,507 transactions on January the 17th of 2021. January the 17th of 2022, it had 1.1 million transactions. It increased its throughput and the amount of transactions on that chain in one year by well over 5,000%. Same thing happened with the wallets. It had under 10,000 wallets. Now it's got 1.7 million wallets going boom, parabolic. These layer ones are exploding, and Kadena very well could be one of the ones that does that. But let's go ahead and check in back with the chat. I know we got a lot of super chats, a lot of discussion today, guys. I hope you're enjoying today's show. If you did, make sure to smash that like button. We've got 1.2K likes. Did you do any TA on Kadena? You know, I didn't, actually. We can look at Kadena's TA if we want. Because there's, there's, there's some good technicals on Kadena. We can take a look at the TA on Kadena if you guys would like. Let's go ahead and take a look at the daily chart over here. One of the first things that jumps out at me on the daily chart, we've got a, had a, we've had a pretty good day for Kadena. We're, we were sitting at $7.20, and we're actually seeing a bullish engulfing candlestick formation that has come into play just recently. More, uh, moreover, there is a falling wedge that's taking place on Kadena. You can see right here, and you can see right here with our downtrending resistance and support. We're very far into this descending wedge. If we were to break bullish out of that, it would probably happen relatively soon. Falling wedges break to the upside 70% of the time with all the development going on on Kadena, combined with the fact that Bitcoin could be about to go into an uptrend, we could see a major movement. If we take a look at the Bollinger Bands, we can see that we're currently sitting at the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. And if we take a look at some hidden bullish RSI divergence, you can see that there is quite a bit of bullish RSI divergence. Tim, can you point out to us where that is? The the, Okay, I think I have my notes here. Um, the Okay, well, I don't have the notes because I think it's pretty obvious. Going, On the all the way chart, back, right? going all the way back to September of 2021, yeah, I, I can I see I would it. say the way you're going to see this the best way is if you go... So look at that little bull pennant that we have right here in October, uh-huh. right? So look at where we are there on the RSI on the daily chart. Yep. And look at where we are now on the RSI. It is true. Right around that. It's even worse if you go back. So actually, sorry, that's the level of support. My bad. I read that wrong. Go back Go back to the September 30th. Look at yep. that RSI. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's I just what drew it was. that. Yeah. So, so massive hidden bullish RSI divergence. Hidden bullish, R, bullish RSI divergence means continuation of to the upside. We are in an uptrend now, despite this falling wedge being a shorter time frame uh, downtrend. In the longer time frame, we're still in an uptrend. This hidden divergence shows that that's going to continue. And as I just said before, I I misspoke, but look at that bull pennant right there around the 30th of October. That was a top. That was a a resistance that we kind of struggled with for a couple days. Now we broke through it, and that's where we came and found a bottom as we're coming up. I I believe, looking at where we were with Bollinger Bands, looking looking where we are, because TD Sequential even, I believe, let's see, which time frame? On on the 4-hourly, we had a green 9 flash here a couple candles ago. There are so many bullish indicators for Kadena right now, and I know this has been something a lot of you guys have been talking about a lot, so that's why I decided uh, we're going to talk about it today, and this is a great spot for Kadena. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the absolute bottom, but this is a great 
spot for after having that falling wedge form. I do believe Kadena's hitting a bottom currently and is going to rally and break through that uh, descending resistance and rally back to set a new all-time high here in the next couple of weeks. I agree. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump on to the community segment. We're going to go ahead and read some Super Chats and uh, interact with you guys a little bit. Full screen. Yeah, we have one from, uh, so Jeremy Shorter, who's been a Jebby Padawan for three months. Woo. Thank you so much, Jeremy. You he so says, much, Jeremy. anyone on your team purchased your ETH domain yet? Not to my knowledge. I don't think so. I, we actually had a, I got to work on it this week. Someone someone actually purchased our uh, ADA domain for us. Uh, ETH, I don't know if we've gone about that one just yet, but we're yep. going to sort that out. Thank you, Well, Jeremy. now we kind of got to do it pretty quickly because you just showed it on screen, told us on screen that, that, that it's open. <laughs> Maybe someone bought it for. I don't, yeah, let's do it. it let's work on that today. If somebody wants to buy it, please be somebody that's not going to try and hold it at ransom from us. Murray Ruggiero, in your opinion, oh, yeah, that's a good point. In your opinion, you feel we could have a short squeeze, ten thousand green candle to liquidate all the shorts. It's possible. Is it likely? Not necessarily. And the reason is because a ten thousand dollar short squeeze is actually very uncommon. You typically need some kind of massive event. If we were to see, let's see it. Okay, so the shorts are lined up right now. And they're just like a, a line of dominoes ready to fall, but they're kind of heavy dominoes. Kind of hard to get them falling. Um, if we saw some giant bullish news event, like I don't know, Visa decided, okay, we're going to stop transacting in the U.S. dollar, and we're only going to transact in Bitcoin. I don't know. I just came up with something. Or Apple says you can now buy the iPhone with uh, with Bitcoin. If something like that happened, yeah, you might see a ten thousand dollar candlestick because any kind of rally could, at the moment with the way it's set up. Um, precipitate into a major rally. We actually saw that happen in, uh, in the beginning of October. We saw in the beginning of October, September 30th to October 5th, rallied 35%, $14,000 in six days. A lot of that was uh, shorts getting liquidated. It could happen without the uh, without some major bullish news, though. It'd be difficult to. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's also important to to remind everybody that uh, tomorrow we do have uh, options. Uh, our futures close, uh, you know, the weekly close, and and then the following week will be the the monthly close. And the max pin price to I think tomorrow is around 43, 43 or forty four k, which. You know where where's the price right now? It's basically pushing. It's it's right between those levels, and the max paying price for the end of the month, uh, January twenty eighth, uh, close is I I believe it's forty eight k. So. Uh, mm. All we can do is uh, play these charts as they come, and this data is giving us a good indication that the market, the the price t tends to float towards those max pain prices, almost as if there's some behind the scenes uh, market manipulation pushing the price to to where these levels are. So it's a good thing to keep your eye on. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we have one from Crypto Vet saying, "Great stream, fam. Play to earn for the win." Oh, thank you, Vet. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Play to earn for the win. And Vet, Vet, and I will be doing our weekly stream. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can talk Tim to hopping in again uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on Twitter Spaces uh, later this evening. Uh, we tend to have quite a few uh, really great guests. Uh, so uh, yeah. come in, ask your questions, uh, share share some thoughts. Jeb even hopped on. Uh, yeah, a I few did. Weeks ago as well. By the so way, come, uh, go ahead. By the way, I'm sorry, Kelly. I cut you off. Finish. No, go ahead. By the way, Tim, can can we announce the person that I'm interviewing next Thursday, or should we wait on that? That's a good question. It's a good question. Give, give initials. Make us guess. Can we, can no? I, the initials would give it away. The initials would give it away. Can we announce? I think. I think what we do is yes. He knows. All right. Here's what we do. Okay. Let's not say who it is, okay. but just hint that it's somebody really, really special. Someone very special that we're interviewing, and then. If somebody guesses it on Twitter, you'll if somebody send them a link If somebody asks me on Twitter, at CryptoJeb, with the handle of the person that I'm interviewing, and you're right, I will respond with a wink, winky emoji. That's yep. what we'll do. Yep. There we That's go. That's what you should do. At and if you're wrong, we'll respond. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And if uh, we're, you're, we're, we're, you're wrong, we'll just <laughs> respond with one of those angry faces with steam coming out of their ears. Like, no, you didn't get it. Come on, man. Last super chat I see here from O. <laughs> Ocean A Bling. Uh, God bless you guys. Thoughts on Algo. Pretty sure I pronounced that name wrong. But. Algorand. Cheyenne. Oh, Cheyenne Bling. Uh, oh, Cheyenne Bling. Yeah. No idea how. That's. That, I'm pretty sure that one's correct. God bless you guys. Thoughts on Algo. Algo, it's a good project. Well, oh, sorry. Boom, it's a good project. Somebody in chat, you know, somebody in chat, like, they were like, oh, is it Cryptos R Us? And it's like, no, we're actually going to be doing a video with them on Friday, though. So. Oh, we are? I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we're on. We're doing a video with George. Uh, awesome. We'll, we'll no, I didn't know that. We scheduled that a couple weeks yeah, ago. We'll give, we'll give you one clue. It is Gotta not. Got to go four-wheel drive right here. It's getting like he, cold in here. He might have a YouTube, but he's not famous for being a YouTuber. He is not famous for being a YouTuber. Uh... That's I'm not going to say. And we're I'm not going to say, say who, but we're not some say people. It. Some people definitely said it in chat. We're not going to say. He just give, that didn't Smay, give it away. You just narrowed it down. Yeah, Smay. Uh, ah, why would you do this? Because anyway, there's a lot of people's names in chat. <laughs> not Sheldon. I actually interviewed Guys, Sheldon two days ago. Guys, it's Joe Biden. We're going to be interviewing Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's not Joe Biden. Let's keep Can going. You imagine. <laughs> Let's keep going. All right, let's keep going. Let's go ahead and finish reading these super chats. That, that was it. Oh, uh, that was it? something just popped up. Nope, that's it. Awesome. Well, guys, I have a special announcement for you, actually. We have a friend named Rick Moby. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Mo, uh, Moby. Actually, Kelly, what's his Twitter? I think it's Moby. It's Moby.eth, I think. Moby.eth. Uh, to, to yeah. yeah, go follow Rick Moby on Twitter, whatever his freaking handle is. But, guys, he made the <laughs> NFT project Mojo Heads. It was actually the first Mojo Head that I ever bought. By the way, this is not sponsored. I'm just telling you about a... Um, about a giveaway that we're going to be doing. Um, they just came in uh, and they're going to be, they basically just gave us some NFTs and we're going to be giving away these NFTs. They just came in. The floor price for this NFT platform project has already gone up like four or five X. I think it was around 0.1 ETH. It's up around 0.5 ETH right now over on Mojo Heads. They're about to do another mint on the 26th. Really looking forward to that. Like I said, no affiliation, no sponsor, nothing like that. But what we do have are some NFTs to give you guys and we're going to be doing that relatively soon. So be, look, be on the lookout for that if you want some NFTs that are worth a good amount of money. Smay. Yes? When do you think the turtle market will conclude? Oh, the turtle market. Wow. I'm confused because uh, Tim gave me a dirty look, so now I don't know what. I was trying to figure out what I did wrong. I'm but disappointed. Uh, different. Uh, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Anyways. You did something. Okay. What? Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, when do I think the turtle market will conclude? Uh, whenever, and I, t I said this actually the other day, I said we're probably going to see uh, the turtle market uh, change when there is some hype brought back into the space. So something, what I, my speculative thought was, it, I, it's going to be somebody of influence telling people to buy Bitcoin. Agreed. I, that's going to be, uh, it's not going to be, because uh, we saw something happen with, you know, the ETFs or whatever. And then we saw the last time it was stuff with Tesla and Elon Musk uh, and all that. I'm saying that we're probably this time around, it's not, we're seeing so many great fundamental adoptions. It's not going to be if, you know, Turkey adopts Bitcoin. It's not going to be if like these other little countries or whatever, it's going to have to be, I think it's going to be something like an Elon Musk. Although I don't think it's going to be Elon Musk because mm. I think his, uh, his voice is, yeah, he's starting to fade in terms of his effects on, on Bitcoin. Thank God. But I think there's going to be somebody of influence who's going to uh, tell people to start buying Bitcoin again. And that's when we're going to see, I think the whales are going to use that as an opportunity mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that's when we're going to see the end of the turtle what, market but uh, yeah. what's the exact price that you're looking at for it to hit to say that is the end of the turtle market I think it needs to break uh, it needs to break 69 69,000 so as soon as yeah, we hit 69 and $1 six, no not not 69 I will say that, yes because here's the thing about the turtle market and we discussed it in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the 
my review of it on TikTok, if you can see. Yeah. But really, what a, the it's turtle nice market? He's a TikToker now, by the way. Follow him. Yeah. What the the turtle market? Well, follow at Crypto Jeb Official. Yeah, right? yeah, it's on my <laughs> Twitter. It's on my Twitter. Right now, the turtle market is in this range from our previous all-time high of like uh, of. Uh, at that point, it was 65 back in uh, May. But we're talking about 65 to 69. That's 60 to 40 region where we're at now. That range is what I call the turtle market because we're not really doing anything radical. Like, for instance, the, these short liquidations, all this stuff happening uh, happening today where we're, we're getting these price movements, I look at that and I'm like, you know why? Because it doesn't matter. We're still in that turtle market range because every, right now what we're looking toward, towards to get out of this, uh, where I can start set calling, calling this a, a bull market or a bear market or whatever, we need to get out of this range that we've been sitting in for the last year. So. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? First off, as patient as we feel like we've been, let's just take a moment and appreciate the crypto market growth and the fact that it's incredible that we're frustrated that we're ranging between 40 and 65K. For real. How can yeah. we even be frustrated at that? That is yeah. incredible. Uh, and think about how high that price is in terms of the psychological resistance uh, it's going to take to break through to really start getting the price back above uh, the 60, 65, above 70. The fact that we're holding this high, uh, it, it makes sense looking back now. Captain Hindsight is the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. To, to see, of course, it's going to take a little bit of time to really make people, you know, first off, we're not just going straight parabolic up and then crashing down 90%. We've, we've gone up and had these 40%, 45%, 40% corrections, you know, basically ranging for a year from the four, you know, 35 to, to, to 65K region. And it's phenomenal. So I, I agree. I, I actually, when, when you first asked me that question, my mind first went to 52. And then I, uh, it's nice to have different people to discuss this stuff with because it's a great great reminder that uh, going above 52 only shows us that we're starting to have a real trend reversal mm -hmm. going above the previous all-time high is when we can see that we're actually unleashing oh, ourselves yeah. from the range that we've been in so that's a it's a great acknowledgement a great thing to point out Smith. well and and so and that's my that was kind of my point of like the way i was kind of thinking about it is like uh yeah until the person that bought at 69 is happy then we're in a turtle market you know what I mean? Until because right now the person that bought at sixty nine, they're they're not celebrating a, a jump to fifty two. I'll tell you that much. They're That's still it. red. They're, they're, oh sense. gosh, this sucks. So as soon as we break yeah. that, we go to that seventy plus uh, where they're actually back in the green. Is when I say, all right, we're we're charging forward. We're fully fully bullish up, going going going. But uh, we just haven't. I mean, even our previous all time high that we set from sixty five to sixty nine is not that crazy. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So when we start breaking new like like. Like we did last year where we went all the way from like, you know, uh, 10,000, what was 20,000, then 40,000, you know, like those kind of jumps, Exploding. you know, until we start seeing that again, we're confidently in turtle market. I know it's kind of a joke, but, but it's in the meantime, I, I, it's to me, yeah, I but, it, it. but it's also true. And guys, yeah. if, guys, if you agree, let's hear it in the comments and also let's hear it on Twitter. Tell us on Twitter. Do you think we're in a turtle market or excuse me? I think we're in a turtle market, but when do you think that market is going to end? I would love to hear your thoughts over that over about that on our Twitter at Crypto Jeb. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media at Crypto Jeb over on Twitter, at Crypto Jeb on Instagram, at Crypto Jeb official on TikTok, and Crypto Jeb on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Smash that like button because we're bringing you high quality educational and informational content every single day here on this.
this channel and we've got about 13 interviews bagged from the North American Bitcoin Conference and I'm going to be bringing you some more interesting content about that and from that over the next couple of weeks. You're not going to want to miss it. I interviewed some of the most important power players in the industry and you are going to want to see. We talked about everything from regulation to adoption to national sovereignty and more NFTs, blockchain gaming, metaverse. We talked about all of it. It's all coming to YouTube. You're not going to want to miss it. Guys, that's all we got for you today. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.